Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, McKinney Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a step into their stilettos. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what inspires me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. Today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. So today we have Marina Simone. She is a mother, a wife, the CEO, and founder of Moms in Heels, where she teaches busy moms how to slay online sales by leveraging their personal brand on social media to build an online empire from home where pants are optional. (laughs) Please welcome to the show, Marina. Hey, hey. So hey. to be here. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and to share your story with us. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. I'm actually so excited. It's like so empowering and exciting to know there's other women out there that are just as passionate as I am. First about high heels, second, <laughs> just to empower other women and make an impact. I'm just grateful. I'm honored and I'm just really excited to share my story. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, I, I love the power of social media because, you know, there's so many people that look at social media negatively, but that's what they choose to take from it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have made so many amazing connections from social media that I've taken mm-hmm. offline. So I love connecting mm-hmm. with women like yourself. You know, like you said, we're on the same path. We're in the same mindset, you know, both <laughs> stiletto lovers and our empowering other women to be able to do what it is that they love and to build an empire. So thank you so much, Marina, for agreeing to come on and share with us. Well, I just have to give you some props really quickly before we get into like putting, you know, my story out there. I mean, the fact that you've been so vulnerable to do what you do for other women, like, it it just makes me so happy, you know, (laughs) and not only that, the fact that you reached out and the fact that you didn't have that fear of asking me and connecting with me. Like, I'm just grateful. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. And I know we're going to impact some people with this episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. One thing that um, I love to start the show with is an icebreaker because as women, we have so many titles, so many hats that we wear, you know, moms, wives, you know, empire builders, but a title that I think doesn't get enough recognition is our name because our names have meaning and we're called this so many times a day. So people are literally like declaring this, the meaning to us, you know, over mm. and over again, every single day. And some women know and some women don't. So if you don't have the answer, it's not a problem. I may have the answer for you. But my first question oh. to you is, do you know what your name means? So I know that it has to do with water, right? So Marina, like where mm-hmm. you park your boat, like a sailfish Marina, but it's actually a funny quick story my name was actually going to be Simone. Mm. Yes, it's my last name, but my mom wanted so bad to name me Simone. And I feel as if my personality is really based off of my last name and not my first, because I don't like the, I don't like the water. How about that? Like I am terrified (laughs) of the ocean and what's in it. And I'm not a boat person and I get sick on a cruise, but Simone just has that fearless kind of feeling and I actually gave my daughter, my first daughter, my firstborn, her middle name is Simone. So fierce, blossom and free. Like that's where my branding came from is mm-hmm. my grandmother whose last name is Simone. So I don't know if that's the meaning, but it's what I feel like the meaning should be. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love it. Well, I had Googled uh, Marina 
and it Ooh. means from from the sea. And you know, you said you feel like your name should have been Simone, and Simone means heard. Oh, look at that! Mm, interesting, very Ooh, interesting, very interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna have to use that down the road. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, okay, so I I wanted to just speak to um to me which is the obvious based on you know me following online and, and what i see because you've been documenting your journey like you just had your second child a few weeks ago you are like yeah a boss mom so are you currently working your business or are you in time off mode you know time off I'm the type of personality that i'm a very red right like i'm a very driven red personality and for me, taking time off, I think, gives me more anxiety than actually working my <laughs> business. But um, my business coach was like, if you don't take time off, I'm going to definitely, you know, punish you. But um, <laughs> so, no, I'm not in time off mode. However, I am in priority mode, right? What, yeah. what is the most, what is the biggest priority in my business that I absolutely don't want to stop doing that gives me joy, that brings me joy? And that isn't just about a paycheck, but it's more about the impact. So to answer your question, I'm definitely not in time off mode. I'm still creating content because I feel like where I'm at right now is the most important part of my journey as being a mom mm -hmm. and my audience's mom mm -hmm. of the struggle of, hey, you know, I'm building a business. I'm a brand new mom all over again because my oldest is nine, right? Wow. She's about to be nine years old. So I started all over again. This was not the right time. <laughs> I did air quotes. I know you guys can't see that, but I just did air quotes. God, God has a sense of humor and God has yes. a man. Not mine, yes. but his, right? When I got pregnant right before, I was planning events for my healers, events for my brand, events for my business, events, 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 and I'm scaling my business up. And then boom, we find out I'm pregnant, right? Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. All of the things I was supposed to do in 2019, I'll be doing in 2020, unless God has a sense of humor again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's been of just prioritizing. What is the, what are the things that are going to bring me joy? And I really made sure during my pregnancy that I automated a lot of my things. So my income would not, I wouldn't feel the effect on my income, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but when you love what you do, could you ever stop doing it? I guess is my is my moment, right? Like, I, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't work in a cubicle. I went from a cubicle to a throne, in my opinion. It's like, step off the throne to be a mom. Absolutely. But I don't want to ever be away from that throne for too long, because I want to help more women get on theirs, right? Right. Totally, totally understand. It's, it's funny you say that, like, I, I had major surgery in February, and I was supposed to be off for six to eight weeks. And during that time, mm -hmm. I was looking at everything I could do for my laptop in the bed. And, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. from the bed, I'm coaching virtually from the bed, I'm recording yep. podcasts. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. When you love what you do, it's not taking time off. It just isn't like a nine to five where we're allergic to our bosses. And they give us agita and they make us like want to scratch our faces off. Right. I mean, we're, we're doing, we're, we're doing work that yes. is impactful with purpose. Right. I mean, listen, I was documenting the whole time I was in labor. I don't know if you saw that on my Instagram. Listen, you're, like, you're a boss because you know, you documented your whole, your whole pregnancy. <laughs> like all your pictures are on your Instagram. I'm still getting your newsletters, right? Like I think they come in like every other day. I'm like, this girl is a boss. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's fun it's so much fun but I but again I do like the weekends I 
I've definitely cut it down to the weekends. I don't start working my business until 12 noon. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done at like six or seven. Now, social media for me doesn't really work. I mean, I love connecting and having, you know, and doing mm-hmm. that social media stuff. So for me, that's not even, I don't even count that as work, but yeah, prioritizing. It's important as a, as a mom for sure. So do you have any form of um, schedule or formula that works for you in terms of how you balance being a mom of two, a wife and a business owner? Well, first and foremost, I have to say when I first started working my online business, it was just me. I was actually a single mom. My husband and I were not together. So Mm -hmm. when I first started working my online business, you know, it was me and my daughter and I was working a full-time job. So that was really difficult finding the nooks and crannies to build my online business because I know a lot of women that are out there still working full-time jobs while trying to get out of that life. And so it was super important for me to find the time and to, to actually build my business. So Back then, it was, when is she sleeping? Wake up an hour earlier from her, go to bed an hour later. Mm -hmm. Um, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. You know, um, I didn't have money to pay for babysitter, so I couldn't do that. I would go to the park with her and watch her, or we'd be at the pool, you know, when my mom would go. So then I could be like, okay, mom, you're going to be in the pool with her for 30 minutes. Can I do something for 30 minutes, right? So that was hard. That was really hard. I have to admit that. Now that my husband and I are together, and I mean, it's been, I don't know, like seven years now, but <laughs> it was a struggle in the beginning because it was like, okay, he wants, you know, you got to be a wife, you got to be a mom, you don't want to mm-hmm. ignore your family. So it was setting a timer every time I'm working my business on purpose. Mm-hmm. Am I on social media? I time myself. Like I pull out a timer. I love Otherwise that you can because lost. it's easy to get lost. lost. Yeah. Yep easy it's this video then you're that video then you get an idea then you're writing it down then you're trying to implement that idea but then you see another one and then I'm I'm ADD I don't know if you could tell so like I was (laughs) all over the place even if I had a set schedule of like this is the hour I'm going to work my business I need to set a timer so I don't go over and I'm not under committing to my time has been important but also remembering that you can never get time back you can always make more money but you can never get moments back in your life with your children, moments with your spouse, Mm -hmm. moments with your family, creating more memories to me is more important than making more money. That to me is like, you know, the the prioritizing and timing out the time that I work is kind of like my DMO. I'm going to have to add that to my schedule. Like I do set a timer for my downtime in the day. Mm. You know, if I need, whether it's sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 25, but I do set a timer. But I think your formula it's it's more intentional we're saying okay i'm going to set an hour to be focusing so you're yeah. not doing less or yeah i i love that i love that it's been so impactful just because it makes you it, it makes the quality of your content better yes cuz you're you're being more intentional yeah so how did you get into direct sales yeah absolutely so when i was back in 2012 i was introduced by an old friend of mine from high school on facebook messenger and he spammed me i mean it was like like, hey, watch this video, this magic pill can do X. And I remember when I opened the message, and this is back in 2012, so there was nobody even was using Facebook Messenger yet, really. So it was kind of funny <laughs> that how I got it. But I had clicked on it. And that was just because I was like, wow, I haven't heard from him in forever. What does he really want? What's this video? Like, I was not being a nice person when I clicked on the video. Mm-hmm. But I watched the video, and I will say this you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. And I was the right person because I hated my job. I was allergic to my boss. I had missed 
my daughter take her first steps because she was, you know, with the nanny at daycare. Mm-hmm. And I was working to pay the daycare. I was broke, like that single mom. It was just horrible moments, right? Creating mm-hmm. those more moments and memories. I couldn't do that. I was working overtime. It was, I was stuck in a cubicle with like three laptops and computers on my desk. It was just horrible. So it didn't matter what video I think he sent me at the time. It could have been something that was horrible. I saw opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, in any kind of online business space, whether it's network marketing, whether it's affiliate marketing, whether it's creating your own brand, whether it's selling ice cream out of an ice cream truck, if you have that moment, and they talk about this in the book E-Myth, it's like all of a sudden you have that moment where you get so fed up with the life that you're living or the job that you have or in that moment, it's like all of a sudden our, our brain starts to switch into the entrepreneur mindset. Mm-hmm. Not to say we're entrepreneurs just yet at that moment, but I started getting a taste of why am I building my boss's dream when I can build my own? And I started to get resentful towards my boss. Right. And I was like, can I do this? So he had to stalk me for like four months because <laughs> after our first initial conversation, I kept avoiding him. I didn't have the money to get started. So I had to look for it. I had to save it up. Right. So that's how I got introduced to network marketing. Before that, I'd never really understood what it was. And then I, I fell in love with it. Once I joined in 2012, I fell in love with it, but I was broke. I, I didn't make any money for my first two years in the industry, but now it's a different story, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what, what is your, your success story in network marketing? Because I know that you were able to build an organization of like 20,000 customers and distributors in less than two years. Yeah. Yeah. So again, social media, right? <laughs> So, you know, the first two years, I think it was a couple of reasons why I didn't have success. And and I don't want to say, you know what, I got to rewind that. Not that I didn't have success. I was learning and I'm hardheaded. So I wasn't necessarily listening to mentors. I don't think I was in alignment with the company I had chose. And I was still learning, right? It was just mm-hmm. a learning process. And I wanted the instant gratification. And when you invest in a business, there's always not a return right away. Right. And especially in network marketing, it's a learning curve. It's a learning process. So that was a, that was a big piece of it. The other piece was this wasn't an online model in the first company I had joined. So uh, you got to picture this, right? I'm a busy mom. I'm working 40 plus hours a week. I'm a single mom at the time. Mm-hmm. I had my daughter in daycare. She was colic and acid reflux. Let's just keep this clear. <laughs> and she, my, my firstborn is very determined to get what she wants. Like she's super smart. And, you know, I was trying to figure, figure all that out as a new mom. And the only way to build this business was getting on the phone, doing three-way phone calls, talking to random strangers at the gas station and having to do hotel meetings. And Mm. that for a mom is so unattractive. Yeah. We're just trying to breathe and not smell like throw up every day and try to look (laughs) decent when we walk out of the house. Right. Right. And, and I didn't have anybody in my family that was supportive. Right. I mean, I'm sure some women are and moms are going through that right now where you just are like, yeah, my family's not supportive of my online business. Yeah. I've been there. My, my mom still doesn't get it. (laughs) So I think that that just, I wasn't in alignment. I didn't have that. I want to make an impact right there. It was just about, I need to make money, but it transitioned in 2014. I found a company that I could build online and I started creating systems uh, that would duplicate into my organization. And I just started pounding out on social media and I started connecting with women who felt the same way that I did. 
who, you know, wanted to get away from their bosses. And within 90 days, I had, a, had created a six-figure income online. So, okay, speaking of, of social media, I get spammed all the time with women in my DMs asking me to join their network marketing business. And you go to their page and it's all promo ads of their Ugh. product. Yeah. Right? I know. <laughs> we all know that's I a turnoff. I'm trying so... to help them as quickly as I can, okay? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so, yeah. So I want you to speak to the women out there that are listening that are like, okay, I want to get into yeah. network marketing, but I don't want to spam people. Like, what are three things? Yeah. Yes. Okay. What are three things that you did on social media to help you build yeah. that wasn't spam oriented? So I just want to say this really quickly. Spammy Tammy is not going to win a Grammy. And I just mm-hmm. want to make that perfectly clear. <laughs> you know, and I've, I am hashtag guilty. I was that spammy person at one point for the first two years calling my friends that I hadn't talked to in like 10 years and asking if they were open to a business opportunity. You know, there's a time and a place for that, but you don't have to be that girl that walks around with a shaker bottle. You don't have to be that makeup girl. You don't have to be, you know, the nail art girl. You don't have to be the weight loss girl. Like, you don't have to be that mom or woman. You can be whoever you want to be. In fact, stories sell, which we all know this, your story yeah. is going to make you more sales than that product image, than that logo, than anything like that. So number one, is find your story, know your story, tell your story. Mm-hmm. And this is so underutilized in any industry, in my opinion. I mean, brands, small businesses, the pest control guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the story? What's right. the story? What's the why behind the impact and why behind why you joined? And there's, you know, I'm not going to get into a full-blown training on it, but at the end of the day, when I tell my story, more people are attracted to me and want to know what I do. What toothpaste right. do I use? What lipstick am I wearing? What is it that I use? You know, if they see, you know, the shaker bottle in the background, what's in that shake? If they see me squeezing, you know, my one product into my coffee, what is that? They're going to ask you. Mm-hmm. And so the attraction marketing piece is, is, is number two. Learn how to attract people to who you are by sharing your life with them, right? Like yes. what are those snippets of your life? Like, I call it making that eye contact. So you're, mm. you're literally creating an Instagram bio that makes people want to click. You're telling people, you're telling women, you're telling your tribe what it is you're going to change for them or what it is you're going to help them change. What is that mission statement? So the attraction marketing piece of it is huge. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece is really going to be um, the compliment and connect. So in network marketing, I think where a lot of people, there's that misconception or the myth is that, you know, you have to be an influencer on social media to use social media to be successful in network marketing. So not true. I had no influence. You know, I'm sure we'll get deeper into that conversation that we'll have, you know, after this piece of it, but you don't have to be, you Mm -hmm. can know no one and be successful in network marketing. But the part that people drop off is the networking part. They want to stay in the marketing. They want to stay in the attraction (laughs) marketing. They want to stay in, I want to market, 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 and hope people come to me. You have to network. And this is where number three is compliment and connect. Mm -hmm. You need to go out of your way to find the women to join your team by complimenting them, connecting with them, and then ripping off the bandaid and asking if they're open. But until you've built a relationship yes build rapport with people (laughs) build rapport and really get to know who they are and know their kids names know where they've you know what they do for a living and then really find out if they can connect to your story 
I don't just go randomly ask people to join my team because I don't want anybody randomly on my team. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't need a million people on my team to build a six figure income. I need three people just like me that want to build this thing. Number three is compliment and connect and really connect with your audience to find if they're the right, if they're your ideal client, right? Are they people you would want to work with or invite to your home? If not, don't ask them to be. (laughs) I love it. Love it. With everything that you're doing and how far you've come from where you were, what major adversities have you had to overcome to get to where you are today? You know, I feel like, in the industry of network marketing or direct sales, more than 80% it's, it's women, right? Like we, as women, we run this industry. We definitely do. However, there are all men at the top. And I hate saying that, but there is, and maybe you don't know about it, but they're probably there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, some of the things I had to go through in the industry was, you know, being partnered with men that didn't respect me. There was, you know, moments of sexual harassment that happened from an owner in one company. I walked away, I walked away from a multiple six-figure income in a company and started all over again because of I wasn't in alignment with the owner. I didn't right. like or appreciate the way he talked about women. And, and I stayed in it for two years too long because I was afraid to walk away from that income. And I was afraid mm-hmm. to start over, but I had to be in alignment with, with my beliefs and what I knew and, and not bringing more women into a company with, a, with an owner like that, you know, like I, I couldn't mm-hmm. do that anymore. And so that was something that was big, but I think one of the most important things was I had to look at, if I pointed the finger at someone else, I had to have the fingers, you know, the three fingers pointing back at me. It was really looking in the mirror and recognizing the things I needed to change about me, the things mm. that I needed to start sharing, that was getting deeper than just making a buck. And that was scary. Sharing mm. like, who was I really? Sharing the ghetto twang that I have, right? <laughs> sharing that I'm not perfect. Sharing that I've been, you know, in domestic violence um, situations. I've had sexual abuse happen to me. Like coming out with all of that kind of vulnerability is what built a brand, but also built a tribe of women that I could attract. Mm-hmm. So I was just like moments in my career of this industry of looking in the mirror. I think that's been the hardest for me. Cause I like to I, act like I got it all together sometimes. Right. I found the women that I'm drawn to online are the women like yourself that are yep. showing their vulnerable side that have gone past that shame point have they've owned who they are they've done the self-reflection work and they're building on themselves that inspires me more than the woman who's online pretending to be you know this fake boss i've got it all together full ego yeah you know i'm the itch yeah i'm not attracted to women like that at all Mm-hmm. At all. Not now. I was in the beginning. I think it's even hard for me. Ugh, the biggest thing for me on Instagram right now was, was, you know, I just had a baby. What and, and I found myself comparing myself to other women that were pregnant when I was pregnant, how much weight they gained, how much weight I gained. It's that social media fakeness that I want to kind of blow up, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to like, blow it all up. I want to reach out to these women and be like, stop (laughs) looking so perfect. Stop always using filters. It's okay Mm -hmm. to not wear makeup. It's okay to, you know, forget to brush your teeth until three o'clock of the afternoon. (laughs) Sometimes, right? It's okay. And the imperfections are what's important Mm -hmm. because the imperfections make us unique. And, 
And I think that part of social media, we can all, we can all debunk it. We can do it. We all just have Mm -hmm. to just be ourselves more. So, yeah. I think that's beautiful. And I love when I see women like yourself, just being an example of that, because you can say that that's what we want to see, but then we're not doing it. Well, because we're afraid, right? We're afraid (laughs) of what other people are going to think. It's so ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. And for a while, I was actually guilty of the whole, um, I'm going to say, the perception on Instagram, yes. because people are used to seeing me all dolled up in stilettos, yes. you know, to the dressed to the nines. And 2019 for me has been about healing physically, yes. emotionally, uh, spiritually. Most of the time, 98% of the time, I'm in sweats. My hair is tied up. Like, I look a hot mess. So for a while, yes. I was like, I'm not doing any Insta videos. <laughs> like, I'm not doing any videos. But I've come, like, especially doing this podcast and speaking to women like yourself, the whole realness of it and just being fully accepting of who we are right now, where we are, and understanding how important it is for other women to see that, especially those that are looking to us for inspiration and guidance. When they see us in our real selves, like I, I did a couple of videos this week of me in bed <laughs> looking a mess. And the women that have messaged me like, oh, my God, you know, you don't even need makeup. Oh, my God. You know, this video was so inspiring. Thank you so much for posting this or whatever. But we don't realize who we're inspiring yeah, when we do that. Right. You don't you it's never so know endless. who's watching. You never know. Right. And here's the thing. Something like that can save a life. I know that's like, whoa, taking it to the other extreme. And some of you that are listening to this right true. now you might be like, oh, she took it too far. But it's true because I've been that girl who's looked in the mirror and thought those crazy thoughts. I've been mm-hmm. that girl that you know, beat up on myself that used to make myself throw up that, you know, used to not eat. Like I, I'm broken. I still call her, but I'm, I got that baggage. I'm broken. Right. So who is that one woman that might come across that post? that's like, look, it's okay to still be 35 pounds overweight and pregnant. I'm still, you know, sad about it. I still hate it. I'm still looking at my body differently, but at least I'm saying it out loud. Mm-hmm. So this way it can inspire hopefully one person to not, mm-hmm do something crazy right so we Mm -hmm. have to keep we have to keep doing it but it took me a while listen (laughs) instagram stories are rough when you don't have it all together because then you know you'll you you watch it back when you're making it all look good and you're like do i really want to post this and i've learned to just do the mel robbins five four three two one and go yes that's exactly what i I do (laughs) right same thing so I'm right there with you girlfriend I still don't I don't like what I look like without makeup on I am gonna be real I'm like oh you know but whatever we gotta do it we just gotta rip it yeah off. when I make my insta story videos if I watch it back I probably won't post it so a couple times yeah. I've made videos and I'm like oh I don't like that looks so now it's make the video hit share don't even watch it yes it's don't even watch it. Just, <laughs> it's real it's it. authentic that's me just do it just do it, right? What advice would you give a woman who wants to work from home, building her business and take care of her family? And she's afraid to make that leap and leave her nine to five. You know, I would say one of the things that I've learned and in, in, even in, you know, when I'm training or coaching my clients or I'm, you know, training my network marketing team or training another network marketing team or is that Quitting your nine to five will happen, but don't think about that's what you want to happen, right? If we, our end goal should always be impact over anything else. That's first and foremost, impact over profit. Like I just, I I preach that 
Mm-hmm. But look at a, look at your online business, whether it's network marketing or something else, as, a, as additional income instead of replacing income. I think this has become a big part of why in America people are in so much debt, why moms are living off credit cards, credit cards, credit cards, right? Like we, we have the wrong mindset in America where mm-hmm. to replace our income with another stream of income. How about get an multiple. additional stream of income, multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. not multiple network marketing companies, but multiple streams of income, because that's how millionaires become millionaires. It's exactly. not from one stream of income. Exactly. And so I look back at when I quit my nine to five, I wish I wouldn't have just yet, right? Mm-hmm. I, I wish mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done that just yet. I wish I would have waited a little bit longer. I wish when I had started my meal plan company, because I owned that, I owned that. <laughs> When I started making six figures in my network marketing business, why did I get rid of my meal plan company? I could have just put people in place of what I was doing right. to give myself more time to do something else. That could have been, I could have kept that 3000 or 2000 a week that mm-hmm. I was taking from that company. And I could have had more people employed and maybe making an impact for them. And then when I had my coaching business, you know, that's extra, right? So I want to tell you, if you have a fear quitting your job, or your nine to five to do your online business, then don't. Mm-hmm. But don't also use that as an excuse of why you're not building your online business, your online brand or your network marketing business, because that isn't why. Most right. of the time we think it's because we don't have more time. That's why we're not successful in X, Y, or Z. It's because we're not prioritizing our time. That's why yep, we're, not we're not managing it. X, Y, or Z. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I think a lot of people who work a nine to five and want to pursue any side hustles, their excuse always seems to be like, I don't have any time. But mm-hmm. you have, yeah. if, if you don't calculate the hours that you're at work and you don't calculate the hours that you need to sleep, you still have an extra 70 hours a week. You're only always. at work 40 hours. You have more yep. time to build mm-hmm. your side hustle. But most people, when they come home from their nine to five, they want to watch TV or their favorite show, or they want to, you know, hang out at a bar or they want to, you know, scroll on social media. Like if you're managing your activities, you have way more time than you realize. It's what you choose to do with that time. It's becoming more aware of where you're wasting your time. There's a really cool exercise that I have my team do and I do it once a month with them. And then I do it with my clients and with my, with my healers too. I'm like, listen, you sat down for two days and you documented and journaled everything that you did, you would be surprised on the time that you're wasting that you could be spending mm-hmm. on your business. If you're literally, if you're watching a show or you're, you know, Netflix and chill, I don't even know what that is. Let me just keep that real with you guys. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what Netflix and chill is because to me, it gives me anxiety. Like binging on something, mm-hmm. I did it with Game of Thrones. And honestly, I felt dirty after I did that. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even want to tell anybody I did this because I was like all that time I wasted. Your time is more valuable than anything. Mm -hmm. So when you can figure out where you're wasting your time, figuring out what you're worth and you're not worth what you're getting paid an hour right now at your job that I can promise you when you figure out your worth, how much money you want to be making a year and you divide that by the hours and then you figure it, you times that by a number. I don't remember what it is. I think uh, who does that? I think John Maxwell did something, did a training like that that you could probably Google to figure out what you're worth. And then you times that by the amount of time you're wasting in a day that you journal just those two days. You, it'll make you sick to your stomach to where you'll never waste time again. So 
I yeah. have my team do that exercise every single month to remind them why they don't want to waste time. Again, you cannot get time back. This is what happens. We're so programmed, again, with the America. You go to school for four, you go to school, right? You get your degree and then you work a 40-hour work week and that's 40-hour work week, week and that's what you're worth. It's not true. You're used mm-hmm. to getting paid for every hour you work where when you're building an online business, when you're building a network marketing business, you're not getting paid that hour. You're not getting paid right. a linear income. It's passive. It's residual. It takes time to build. So you've got to kind of let go and shake yourself out of that thinking. And I would empower and encourage every single one of you to do this exercise, figure out where you're wasting your time and what you're worth, because you'll look at building a business online or anywhere just completely different. Completely, completely. Like I, so my third book is actually, it's a gratitude journal. And in in the morning, you're supposed to write down, you know, what you're grateful for, what you're going to focus on mm. for the day, and your affirmations. But in the evening, one of the things that it asks you to do is you have to write down the two things that you wasted time on today. And mm. I realized after maybe like three days, I kept writing social media, social media, social media. So it yeah. forces you to say, okay, well, what am I going to improve on tomorrow? And I'm now conscious of the time that I spend on social media, because if I'm writing every single day in my, my journal that I've wasted time <laughs> scrolling on social media, well, hello. Yeah. So it, it helps you to, you know, point out where you're wasting time or what you're wasting time on. And, and here's the cool part too. That's going to give you more time with your children. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of, a lot of women that are maybe right now building their side business or online business or online brand, your husbands are probably looking at you cross-eyed. Because what do they want? They they want your attention, right? I'm I'm gonna say this, and I'm in the other room, so he can't hear me. But they're like another <laughs> child, you know what I mean? Yes. So you have to really make sure it's again prioritizing your time and not taking away from the most important things in your life, which are your kids, your spouse, and your family. Yes. So if your spouse is looking at you crooked, it's because your time is not prioritized unless he's just not the one for you or she's not the one for you or whatever. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you got to look, got to look at your situation maybe, but <laughs> I'll say 90% of the time or maybe 95% of the time, I'll, I'll give them that much. It's probably because we're just, we're wasting time in so many areas and we're not, we're not, we're not prioritizing what's most important in our lives. So speaking of prioritizing and what's most important when you're a mom and a wife and you're running a business and you know, you're building systems and you're helping inspire other women, how do you nurture Marina? What is your self-care routine? Yeah, you know, I'm getting better at it. I have to be completely 100 and honest with you guys. This was something that when I was raised, I wasn't raised of, you know, going consistently to a doctor and going consistently to a dentist and going consistently for self-care. It was, I wasn't raised that way. And it wasn't necessarily on purpose. It's just kind of like old school Italians. We, everybody takes care of everybody else but themselves, right? Mm-hmm, so I had to mm-hmm. reprogram I had to reprogram. Plus there was, again, self-worth issues. So it was always codependency. How can I look at taking care of others so I didn't have to look in the mirror what I needed to take care of for me? Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, almost like, I don't think I deserved it. So that's, that, was, that was a big struggle health-wise for me. I was mm-hmm. always the skinny, skinny girl. So I looked healthy, but I really wasn't. I didn't mm-hmm. take care of myself at all. And I would throw myself into work. So I, again, I didn't have to pay attention to me. So, and I, sometimes I can get thrown back into that. So just as much as I have a DMO for my business, I have a DMO for my health. And 
I, I, I think getting pregnant put the spotlight on having to take care of my body because there was a baby inside of me. Mm-hmm. So it actually helped catapult taking care of myself a little bit more. So I have a schedule. I have an eating schedule. How funny, right? <laughs> so I don't forget to nurture my body. If my body's not nurtured, my brain isn't nurtured, I'm not going to be creative. And right. so that is the first and most important thing. I have my green shake. I believe in getting green. So that's as much as as far as I go. I'm not the person that goes to Whole food and takes shots of wheatgrass. That's gross to me. <laughs> but I do have a green shake because, you know, I think it's important for us to have veggies in our body. I make mm-hmm. sure every two hours I'm eating something so I can keep my metabolism moving. If my metabolism is moving, then, you know, my body's going to be healthy and I'm, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I'm making sure I'm drinking close to a gallon of water a day. Mm-hmm. Um, water is a big piece. So that is the health piece of it. Um, I pamper myself and reward myself for a great week. I don't focus on what I could have done better as much as I focus on the small wins that I had. Mm-hmm. Hey, I brushed my teeth before too. That's a win. You should be celebrated yes. with a pair of high heels. No, yes. Um, <laughs> but I do like not right now because again, my feet are super swollen and I still cannot fit in my, my, <laughs> my high heels right now. And it's so sad. But once a week, I'd buy myself a new pair of high heels. And that was the way I said, congratulations for surviving a week of being a mom and having a business. And, and all the clients that you work with, you know, that have their stuff going on, like congratulations on surviving, you mm-hmm. know, once every two weeks, getting a massage and allowing myself to shut down on the weekends has been huge, mm. you know, getting out, getting that vitamin D yeah, and laying by the pool or going to the beach. Oh, well, you're blessed. And- you live in Florida. <laughs> Yes, let me just be clear. I live in South Florida. I don't know why nobody else lives here, but y'all living in that snow, I feel so bad for you. Okay, you should not be living in those snow. Um, what else? I mean, and and making time for friends so I can have conversations with women that are not in my type of business that I can connect to and just hear what's going on in their lives, even though my brain will always switch to marketing and I have to turn that off, just connecting with people that are not in my business as well and not in my type of business, but just just connecting with them and and my friends, having fun, all that kind of stuff. It's really important because we have to switch off being a mom. We have to switch off being a marketing guru or, Mm -hmm. you know, a business or whatever business is that you're running. You have to switch that off sometimes and just be, just be can be self-care as well. I love it. I love, I love that you have all of these different systems in place for yourself, for your children, for your, your husband, for your business. It's probably why you're so successful at what you do, because you have systems in place. You have yeah. things to help keep you sane. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for sharing you all to. of those. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Anything to help a mama get five more minutes of like, oh, is awesome for me. <laughs> So I read this article and I asked this question every episode. I read this article that basically says that your favorite type of shoe says a lot about your personality. And so far Mm. it has been completely on point, which is mind blowing to me. And I think I already know your answer to this. But um, my question to you, Marina, is what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a boot, a running shoe, a flat, a flip flop, a stiletto, a wedge, a mule? What's your favorite type of shoe? Oh. It's an absolute stiletto all day, every day. My mom, actually, funny thing, my mom, when she gave birth to me, was wearing fuzzy, high heel, like, 
<laughs> the cutest pink fuzzy high heel slippers, but they were the cutest ever. So I was made to have a brand with high heels in it. My mom I used love to it. wear high heels with her bathing suit when we would go places. So I grew up with high heels being forefront, forefront, but I love myself stilettos. Now I'll wear wedges. Don't get me wrong. But if I had to choose stilettos all the way. Okay. So women who love stilettos are incredibly hardworking. They have major drive, determination, and standout work ethic. This is someone who says yes before she says no. She's very willing and very open to possibilities. She also really loves and values beauty. So she surrounds herself with beauty, whether it is things, people, or how she lives. It doesn't always have to be expensive. It just has to be pleasing to the eye. I mean... (laughs) how insane that's so incredible because it's so true like I everybody's like oh you have your red bottoms I'm like I own like four pairs and I don't have to buy I I order from shoe dazzle okay my shoes should be $9.99 as long as they look good I don't care that's right that's right that's right wow love it Okay, so before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell everyone where they can stay connected with you online. Absolutely. So the best place is really just connecting with me on Instagram, which is my handle is at Marina and Simone. Anne is A-N-N and Simone is S-I-M-O-N-E. And or my my I mean, my website is kind of just there. I don't really use it that much, but momsandheels.com. I mean, if you want to go there, you can. But I'm all about the all about the IG. All right. So I will make sure that I have both your website and your Instagram handles in the details below the podcast so they can just click and connect with you directly. Awesome. I love it. So for the next segment, I call it a walk in her stilettos where I just ask a couple of reflection questions and you say the first inspiring thing that comes to mind. Awesome. I am going to start with name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Absolutely. So I mean, for my industry and network marketing, one of the most impactful books for me was a book by Lisa Jimenez, Don't Mess with the Princess. And mm. it was the first book that gave me, gave me permission to, to, to basically walk in my shoes, right? To mm-hmm. walk in my stilettos, girl, mm-hmm. and, and be who I was and allow myself to dream bigger. Um, so that was a book that was just empowering for me and I love her and, and it's so funny how we got connected. So that's number one. Love number it. two is a book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And this can be applied to any business. It doesn't have to just be network marketing, but it's really about how over time things compound. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to your business, it might seem like the smallest little thing that you're doing isn't making a big difference or, you know, stop drinking soda doesn't mean anything tomorrow or even in 30 days, but 12 months from now, the small little impacts or small little things that we do have a very big impact at the end of the 12 months. So I think that's a very impactful book as well. Love Did it. you ask me for three? Did you ask uh, me for no, three? no. I only asked for one, but okay. thank you for two. <laughs> okay. Good. I was like, those two were like the most important because I feel like they, they made the most impact in my life. Okay. What failure has taught you the most about life? Wow. Had so many. Let's see. What do you want to choose? The most, the biggest failure, I think for me, it was feeling like I failed at being a mom. Mm. I think that's the mom guilt for me. The mom guilt, but I did fail for a minute. When I first became successful in network marketing and I was making multiple six figures, I was traveling all the time. And so I walked away from multiple six figures to start over 
one, because of that CEO, but also because I was never home and I missed my daughter's first day of kindergarten. And that's not why I chose network marketing. I chose Mm -hmm. it because I had missed her first steps and I actually missed something again. So I failed as a mom. I had lost sight. I let the money control my brain for a minute. This was Mm -hmm. in 2014. And I had to, I had to yank myself out of that. So I did, I failed as a mom, not necessarily on purpose, but I had to kind of remind myself the impact I wanted to make in this world for moms mm-hmm. and why I stepped, stepped into network marketing. And so that was a moment of a light bulb. It was almost a aha. It was wow. Slapping me across the face and being like, yo, this is not why you do what you do. So that was a big moment for me in 2014. I, I think it's, that's a reason why it's essential to have a why that is bigger Mm -hmm. than money because it it centers you. It brings you back. Anytime you stray too far, you have something pulling you back to your core values. Exactly. Name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. That could be money, time, energy. The biggest investment was knowing that it was okay to invest back into myself. And financially, it was definitely a big investment when I first joined like my first mastermind, right? But that wasn't, that's not what I look at. I look at when I put myself in the room where I was the smallest income earner, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the best investment that I keep making over and over and over again. Because when you invest in yourself, you can take that and you can turn that into more dollars, right? Like the rich dad, poor dad, right? Mm-hmm. But what it also did was, is it created a vision for me that's so big, the impact I want to make with women, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. So I'm still working on it. So I, I you know, I haven't really shared too much about it, but I'm going to be working more down here in South Florida with uh, opening a women's center for the mentally nice. ill, like mental illness and addiction, dual diagnosis, mm-hmm. where moms can come and get help for free, but they're also wow. going to learn they're going to learn the skill set of how they can take their story, turn around, not only monetize that on it, but make an impact on it. So that's a big goal of mine that I have. But if I wasn't invested in masterminds, right, mm-hmm. where I am the least income earner in the room, I wouldn't have learned about that impact because these people that are making millions and millions and millions, they turn around and impact with that finance, right. with, with that money, right? So I would say that's the biggest investment that I've made. Wow. that I've, I've been so grateful for. That's powerful. Wow. Okay. Last question. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? I would say being more intentional with my time and what I do with my time. So like Tom Brady just posted this the other day. I'm a Patriots fan. If you guys are wondering, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but he said, it's like the habits that we form is, is, is who we become, right? So I've been very, and I don't want to say it's the last five, I would say really intentional the last three with where I spend my time, who I spend my time with, how much time I spend with certain people and how much time I spend on certain things in my business, right? So it's all time related. And that has become a habit for me that has kept me sane, has mm-hmm. kept me focused keeps me balanced as much as possible because I, I have mental mental illness. So I have to make sure like I am bipolar. So I have to make sure that I am structured. So mm-hmm. it helps me stay on point and it also helps me be a better person, be a better mom, be a better wife, be a better mentor, all of those things. When we're more intentional and on purpose with anything in life, we can make a bigger impact and we feel better. Yes. So I think, you know, long-winded answer, but there you go. <laughs> wow. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Marina, for sharing your story with us, for leaving us with all of those gems. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. You've inspired me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful. And I'm just so grateful there's more women like you and me out there. And we can inspire one person to, you know, make an impact. Why not? So thank you again for having me. No problem. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And to all of our listeners, until next time, download the Awaka My Stilettos app. Subscribe to our newsletter at com, And we want to hear from you. If you've not shared your feedback just yet, we want to know your thoughts. Go to iTunes, rate the podcast, subscribe, and leave a review. What did you think about what Marina had to say? What gems did she leave you with? How did she impact you? What do you have to add to the conversation? Let us know. We want to hear from you. Feel free to screenshot this episode and tag Marina and myself and let us know how it's impacted you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. 